Hello, everyone. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking on how big picture thinking is going to allow you to level up, to become your most. And the theme is what you focus your attention on determines how you feel and who you become. So how you think the big picture outlook is going to change where you place your attention. Let's get into it. As we grow up, we're pretty much guided to focus on ourselves, to be egotistical. And this is acceptable because, well, can you share something that you don't have yourself? <clears throat> no, no, we can't. So it makes sense to fill our own cups before we put our attention and focus on others. But I feel as if there is a overemphasization on division, on differences. And this is not the right place to put our attention if we want to create a better world, a more enjoyable state of being on an hourly basis for you and I. If we would like that, the peaceful feelings consistently, what we want to focus our attention on is much deeper than divisive thinking. It's the bigger picture, the zooming out of why we're here and how we can make the most of this opportunity that we have, this opportunity that each new day is. See, the most common regret that people have is that they went through their lives and did not smell the roses. What does that mean? It means that they go through life living in delusions of the future, always thinking about their next pleasure and the future desires. And this, it takes you away from the moment. But when be honest with yourself, with me. When have the most enjoyable moments of your life been? I would lean to say that for you and I, they've been when we were completely immersed in the moment. When maybe a few examples of that could be you're playing sports as a kid. Maybe you still play sports and that's something you enjoy very deeply. I know every morning when I go to the gym, that is one of my favorite parts of the day, but I wouldn't even say it's any better than any of my other sections of my day, but it is so important for setting the tone, for being present in the moment for an extended period of time. That sets your tone for the day. It allows you to be immersed in the moments of the day. And the people who live in the moment are most likely going to stress less and enjoy more. So I guess ask yourself, does that sound intriguing to you? Would you like to stress less and enjoy more? The ripple effect is a powerful idea. See, the way you do one thing is how you do most things, just about everything. And if you have this ripple effect in mind each moment of your day, 
you're going to understand much deeper how the the small actions, the the language, how you treat people, your tone of voice, how you carry yourself, you're going to start to realize that those things that you previously overlooked that I've just listed, they are much more important than you'd had imagined. And when an important realization to grasp is that the world does not improve without you improving yourself. And you do not have any control over other people, whether you like to think you do or you don't. You really don't control another person. And if you do, it's probably some narcissistic sort of manipulation, not, not real control. You, you just, all you control is yourself, okay? You control how you show up, um, the the way that you carry yourself, that's definitely in your control. But what I'm looking to express here is each of us has a decision to make. And the, the actions, the choices that we make each day are votes for the person we'd like to become. And when you understand, you can apply that to the ripple effect. So the actions you take each day will ripple into your future. It's kind of sweet. It sounds, sounds nice to me. Um, so you have to get clear, get real clear on what sort of life are you looking to build? See, a great life is not handed to you on a silver platter. What must be done is that life has to be created and you are that creator you are the the master of your life but it, it takes a lot of first of all i would say education is probably the biggest route to changing your life because education allows you to notice areas that you can improve that prior to the education you would not have known that they could be smoother and become better so when you educate yourself you open your mind up to new ideas opportunities um, networks and connections etc you're going to come across both good and bad when you educate yourself you might come across mm, Decisive teachers, decisive, I meant divisive, very similar. <laughs> so my point is we really have to bring everything into account when it comes to the path that we're going down. We have to zoom out. That's the power in zooming out is that you do not get sucked in to anything. You can take a angle and reflect, reflect in a manner that allows you not to be blinded to your emotions, your feelings, your biases, etc. And this takes a lot of awareness. It's not something that can be done easily day one. Um, but that's the power of the ripple effect because you realize, oh, wow, everything I'm doing is 
being added into some sort of outcome. It is accumulating throughout time. So if you choose not to educate yourself to squander your potential and drink alcohol, eat junk food, not exercise, participate in toxic relationships, give out negative energy, not take responsibility, blame others, victimize, criticize others, um, etc. You get the vibe. If you are doing acts of that nature, that's going to ripple into your future. So you shouldn't be surprised if your future is quite unpleasant if you are participating in all of that which I just listed. I hope that makes sense. So sometimes what you can do is just figure out, get real clear on who you don't want to become, what actions you don't want to become addicted to, what sorts of relationships you prefer not to have, identify the red flags, what causes those things to happen. And see, it, it's about the ripple effect, connecting the dots, um, zooming out and getting real clear on how the smallest of details actually matters more than you would previously think. We have to address the ego in this video because that is where most of your stress is created. That's where most of your zooming in occurs, the opposite of what I'm really talking about here. And a few characteristics or main, main hurdles that the ego must overcome is self-sabotage, denial, and self-deception. So first, they're all quite correlated, but Sabotage is doing these activities um, that really slow you down. The activities that are not aligned with who you're aiming to become. So that involves or that implies that you know who you'd like to become. And okay, if that's not the case, just like I said, get clear on who you don't want to become and then reverse engineer. But when you know what you want in life, you can also get clear on when you're slowing yourself down. See, mo hmm, not most, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say one of the main pitfalls that destroys people's potential is that they are unsure of when they are failing. They're unsure of when they are holding themselves back. So you want to get clear on what is a sign that you're doing well? Like what are the the ways that you can confirm what you're doing is working. See, for me, this is just an example, but it's important because I just said that we need to be looking for results, essentially. And I also need to express that results are not always tangible. So I've been educating myself for years and I did not have any tangible results for years. 
in just now are things starting to come together. The, the momentum is picking up. So it is very nuanced and complicated and open-ended. See, we need to be looking, reflecting, and paying attention to how our efforts are being rewarded or what is the outcome of our efforts. But with that being said, we must also understand that we do not control the outcome. We control our effort. So what, how can this help you? There needs to be a balance between paying attention to what you're putting into it and also paying attention to the outcome, but not putting too much of your, your mental well-being into either the outcome or the effort you put in. What is going to help you is to pay attention to both. And this hits, this reminds me of the term balance, of the importance of balance. If you stray too far to any extreme, you will essentially be slowing yourself down. So what we want to do is to become aware of when we're sabotaging ourselves, but not to dwell on the mistakes that we make. To notice there's an area that we can improve that a habit that we can drop and replace, but also not beating ourselves up for stumbling, for making a mistake. And then we're also honest enough to admit when we made a mistake, to not try and hide and escape from the fact of reality that we did stumble. So what is the theme here? I think it would be that of radical open-mindedness and radical self-honesty. If you can be open enough to admit that you don't know, that there's much to learn, you're headed in the right way. And if you can be honest enough to admit when you make a mistake, but also to reflect and notice that beating yourself up, being extremely harsh on yourself does not benefit you, you're going the right way. So all that I say is very nuanced because too much of any of it is going to really slow you down and, and mess you up. So this has to be applied. Everything I say has to be applied in moderation. And I don't want you to ever believe what I'm saying, rather test it out, put it into action for a bit, reflect yourself, and then maybe we can talk about what worked for you and what didn't work for you. I'm just looking to share what's helped me with the thought in mind that, well, maybe I'm not so weird. Maybe, maybe there are some people out there like me. I know not everyone is the same, but I know not everyone is different either. And even if you don't like everything I say, you might like some things I say. So what could you do? Just take some pieces that you like and apply them, try and test play with them in your own direct experience. And then we see what happens from there. The understanding of karmic debt will change your life. So 
Simply put, you get out what you put out. You get in this life what you put into this life. And with that being said, other phrases could be treat yourself like a close friend, love thyself like a neighbor, ideas along that nature. If, if and when you understand that we are all connected, like what do I mean by that? I mean that feelings, emotions, they're very deep. Sometimes you may feel anger, but the root of that anger could be sadness. You could be mad at life because you're sad that you made a mistake in your relationship. Maybe maybe you felt the temptation and I don't know, you you were just made a terrible decision. I don't know. I don't, don't really need to get into depth when I say a terrible decision. You get the point. So what matters is that we are able to be honest, radically honest with ourselves. So it's not that karmic debt is something to worry about. And it's not something that you should go throughout your days overthinking. What I want you to do or what has helped me the most is to, to carry yourself in a way that you would like others to carry themselves, to lead by example. See, that thesis, it's really, it's simple, but well, let's dive deeper into like, why would you want to lead by example? Okay. <clears throat> Maybe you've heard of karmic debt and you understand the, the idea, but to go even deeper, when have you felt great in your life? I'm sure, I'm sure if you've ever helped someone with anything, you get this, this shallow, shallow but deep feeling inside of you. Like, it's not easily put into words. It's just, let's keep it simple. It's a good feeling. For example, one time I gave an old lady, she left like 80 bucks in the little cash deposit of Walmart. Like she paid with a hundred bill, gave her 80 back and change. And I chased her out and gave her her money back. To me, sure, I could have kept the 80 bucks, but what felt so good was knowing that I was doing what I would like someone else to do for me in that situation. So you, even if you're egotistical, like we all are at times, even if you're self-centered, you can say, <clears throat> well, in this scenario, what would I like to be done to me? And therefore, you can cultivate your actions based on how you would like others to treat you, which is not all that complicated, but what's the theme? Like, what does it take to actually do this? Because I know I'm not saying anything new to you. I'm saying just truths that have been true forever. So, so how do people actually embody this? 
rather than just talking about it, you know? How do we actually walk the walk? I would say that it it requires a a clarity, a clarity on what you want in your life, a strong vision of purpose. Um and through that foundation, which is your purpose, you're going to start reflecting and come to realize, well, if I want to get to that point in my life, I'm going to make, I'm going to have to make a lot of changes. And the way that I'm living life right now is not going to get me to that place. So it's built upon the fact that there's a gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. And since you want to go there, you want to fill that gap. And to fill that gap, you begin changing things. You begin changing the smallest, the subtle details. And then you'll come to realize when you incrementally make changes throughout an extended period of time, your whole reality changes. Everything changes. See, I know you've heard this. Uh, you do. There's no such thing as a overnight success. Overnight successes are the people who worked in the shadows for 10,000 hours. That's what an overnight success is. It's just now we see there's success because they put in the hours. So I love that idea. Have that 10,000 hour vision. And well, how do you have that vision? The purpose, the meaning behind the vision has to be so powerful that you can sustain working 10,000 hours even without tangible results. That's interesting. So just an example for you. I would say I've been on this journey for, for five years maybe. I'm just now starting to see some results. It's been five years and I'm just now seeing results. So don't get down on yourself. Keep faith. Action plus faith. Action plus faith. I want to touch a bit on the importance of living and leading with grace. So as we become wiser, there is this opportunity to become arrogant, to view yourself as if you're on a pedestal, as if you and I are better than others. And that's not real. That's wrong. Or we are all at the right place at the right time. Even the most underdeveloped of humans, the very egotistical, rude, um, addicted and lost humans, they're at the right stage. Um, all we can do is hope and lead by example. Like, you cannot change someone. You cannot save a soul that does not want to be saved. You, it, you can bring the horse to the river, but you cannot force the horse to drink water. And it's, it's a cheat code when you stop stressing about what's out of your control. And that's interesting. It is. Because most, a large majority of our stress and worries are created in our own mind, not in physical reality. 
most of our pain is imaginary and like chew on that. Here's a statistic for you. 85% of your worries never come true. So <laughs> only about one-tenth of your worries ever happen in reality. So what can we take away from that? We can completely embody the idea that, well, if I'm worrying, there's 90% chance this never happens. So I should probably just stop worrying right now and start living in the moment. Maybe appreciate the sunshine, the rays, look at the leaves on the trees, look at the beautiful paint on the cars. You know, there's many, many things to pay attention to. But where you don't want to place your attention is in the confines of your ego, in the imaginary and illusory fear and worries that you may have been programmed to create and to think. This is interesting. I don't watch the news, but if you go on the news, from, from what I know, a large majority of the time, it is perpetuating fear. Why is that? Would the news perpetuate fear if they wanted you to have a peaceful and present life? I don't know. Would the news speak about healthy habits and healthy practical actions that you could take right now if they wanted you to be fearful? So you, you will benefit <clears throat> greatly from questioning things a little bit. I'm not here to turn you into a, a conspiracy theorist. What I'm here to do is to open your mind up, to help you recognize the forms of deception, denial, and sabotage that you may be participating in on a daily basis. And I also want to get back to this idea that um, we're not better than others, no matter what stage of development we're at, no matter what our wealth, our status, our practical success is, our spiritual understanding, we're not better than others. And we're actually all at the right place at the right time. And I know that can be very confusing and tough to hear, especially if you're in a place where it, it doesn't feel like a good place. But what I would challenge you to do if you're in that spot is to seek the lesson. Trust me. Well, don't trust me, but just take this on as an idea and pay attention for a week or so when you consider this idea. Don't believe it, but just consider it. That certain lines of thinking are going to reduce your stress. And I think that all of us want less stress. So if you can be flexible in, in reflecting and potentially changing your beliefs, the way that you think, the way that you carry yourself, you might open up some new opportunities, some new doors, and come to realize that 
the way you've been living life is not the absolute best way you could have been living it. And therefore, you'll start making some adjustments, some improvements, and you'll be on your way, really. Um, but what I, I want to, I don't know if I mentioned this. It's magical if you can take the lesson, the positive lesson, from an uncomfortable situation. That's what I wanted to say. I just, the thought disappeared for a second. If you can train yourself to take that positive lesson from the uncomfortable situation, you've unlocked a cheat code. You've opened a treasure chest. Something so foundational is the body-mind connection. Okay, where does it start? For me, it begins with the body. Well, it'll be different for everyone, I think. But naturally, I found myself loving sports, loving running. You know, as a young boy, I did that stuff. Played outside, rode bikes, played sports. That, that was my life. There was not much thinking. <laughs> it was just pure physical action, boys being boys. And, you know, as, as life went on, I found myself, I found it interesting because I reduced my potential due to labeling myself. And this is where that connection comes in because you don't have to put yourself in a box, but most people do. And maybe I could say that better. Who knows how great you could become? No, no one, no one, no one. But are you curious about what your potential is? Okay. Well, if you're curious about what your maximum potential is, then you'll benefit from diving into the mind-body connection. Because, well, when your mind is stuck on trauma, something emotional, something stressful, you're worrying, you're creating delusions of the future within your mind. You can feel that in your body. You'll um, feel that tenseness, that stress. Your heart rate, you'll sweat. You'll feel it. So how can the mind do that to your body? It's, it's interesting. So we just give that example with emotions and your physical, your physiological, oh my gosh, your physiological reactions. And let's give an example with the food in your mind. So you, you fuel yourself with fluoride-free water, you're eating um, grass-finished animal protein, you are consuming, you know, around your body weight and protein every day, grams of protein. You are not drinking a bunch of added sugars. You're not consuming added sugars. Uh, the ingredients you consume are easily pronounced. They are simple. You're not eating anything with more than 10 to 20 ingredients. And in I would say 10. Nah, you're not eating anything with more than 10 ingredients in it. 
unless we're talking about like a homemade soup where all of the ingredients are whole food ingredients. What I'm getting at when I say that you should not be consuming 10 plus ingredients, I'm referring to a processed food. And honestly, nutrition is nuanced. I would say roll with the 80-20 rule. If you have a granola bar like once a week, it's acceptable, but I know, I know. So some of you just might not understand how much you're holding yourselves back by indulging in bullshit food. And I'm not here to tell you what to eat. I, I don't care what you eat. What I care about is the people who want to fulfill their potential. I care about giving them the information to allow them to do that. So how you do that is you get real simple with what you eat. At this point, it's easier for me to tell you what to eat than what not to eat because there's so much bullshit that I would never put into a system that is aiming at its potential. So what do you eat if you're aiming at your potential? Fruits, vegetables, water, very simple. Animal, grass-finished protein, simple grains, you know, white rice. Um, and then... It, it's about raising your standards. So instead of viewing a processed Hershey's granola bar or chocolate bar or whatever as a treat, you view maybe like a, a homemade spaghetti dinner as a treat. Like to me, that's what I had last night for my little birthday dinner. And yeah, I, I enjoyed that because it's a treat. What What's the thesis? The thesis is that less is more. That if you want a strong mind, you must feed your body well. And if you want a strong body, you must feed your mind well, vice versa. They're connected. So it, it takes this combination of indulging in practical skills, articulation of your language, knowing how to use tools, being good at using technology, taking advantage of software, etc. But then also being organized, being detailed, knowing how to understand your emotions, what psychology is and how you understanding yourself allows you to better communicate and understand and get along and create and network with others. It's, it's all connected. But if you get too much in the physical, like just practical success, um, just bodybuilding, just money, and you forget about emotional understanding and spiritual depth and the deeper truths of who we are, the fact that we are spiritual beings in a worldly body. See, if you just dive too deep to either that emotional side or that practical success side, you're holding yourself back so much. And it takes time. It takes a long time to balance that, to educate yourself. But there's nothing, nothing more important than being a integrated connected being if you are disconnected you will have dis-ease disease which is not ease 
So having a connected life means that it becomes as easy living, as easy going, as peaceful as this reality can possibly be. So then I'll ask you, do you want a peaceful reality or do you want a disconnected reality full of disease? Because those are your choices. And we're on a spectrum. Maybe you start in the disconnected place. That's where I started. And maybe I'm not fully connected yet. But as long as we are working toward a goal, a place that is better than where we were, we have much to be grateful for. Aimless plug, I created a project, a course, a program for anyone who is looking to achieve this. A deeper sense of clarity, massive reduction of stress levels, stronger feelings of confidence, the tools to create your dream body, the wisdom to reprogram your mind, and the tools to make the most out of your days. If any of that sounds interesting to you, if any of it catches you, it, it is not expensive. So link in description. What we want to do is to make incremental changes throughout an extended period of time. This will change your life. And a few questions that will spark some new thoughts, some positive change and adjustments. What habits do you have that are holding you back? What's your powerful reason for beginning to improve your life? Nobody can do it for you. Does the idea of squandering, wasting your potential bother you? It should. It really should. And just journal about that. Journal about those questions. Just, you know, straight up two minutes, nothing more unless you really want to. Um, that's what I got for you. Please, if you want to help me out, if you appreciate the effort that I'm pouring into these videos, just drop me a like and that'll help more people get access to this. Along with that, I would very much enjoy reading your feedback, hearing your thoughts, just playing some idea ping pong with you down below in the comments. So let me know. And if you have a close friend, if you're not alone on this mission, which I surely hope you have a close friend, I, I didn't really, and now I have a few, which is nice, but what you want to do, or, or can I ask a favor, and that favor would be, please share it with that like-minded friend. Only if you know they're a real, a real person who's serious about this work. I have no interest. The, the videos that I make, the content I put out, it's not going to appeal to people who aren't serious. And I do that for a reason. It's not a coincidence. I make my work deep because I know it's for serious people. Um, much love. Hope you have a great day. Until next time.